Podcasting 101 with me, your host, Rachel. This podcast is for female business owners and solopreneurs that are looking to start a podcast to add to your own already awesome offering. I'll give you helpful advice that you can take away and use in your podcasting journey. I hope to answer those tricky questions that just keep you from starting. Once a month, I'll be joined by other female podcasters. They'll share their journey with you and offer tips and advice they discovered along the way. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I have the wonderful Michelle Denier on with me. Hi, Michelle. Hello, hello. How are you guys? Thank you so much for coming on coming on my show. I've been a great admirer of your podcast, which is Strategy in Small Doses, for a while now. So I'm really pleased that you can come on and share your experience of what it was like setting up your podcast. So do you want to yes. tell us a little bit about... And um, why you decided to, um, what your podcast is about and, and why you decided to make your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for me, podcasting was something that I wanted to do, but I'll tell you, it sat on the back burner for quite a while. I had my original idea for the podcast was completely different and I got overwhelmed with the tech, with all of the logistics of it and everything else. And I just kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. And then finally realized I was really doing a lot of Facebook lives. I did a lot of Facebook lives inside of a private Facebook community that I have. And I don't know what or when or how or what, but finally I just realized like, this is your podcast. Actually, I think what it was, what made me really hone in on that was I started listening to another podcast called Daily Mind Medicine. And his podcast is unedited. It's very short. It's every day. And I just fell in love with it. And I thought, you know what, this is exactly what you do. He just jumps on, shares his thoughts, you know, like when he's got something on his mind. And and so that was really kind of how strategy in small doses was was born. It was basically like I have these random thoughts or based on a conversation that I've had or a client conversation. And I would just jump on Facebook Live and share them. And I thought, there's your podcast right there. Like, stop making it so difficult. And I was overcomplicating it in my head. And as soon as I stopped doing that, that's when I started the podcast. So the goal was always just to keep them super short, bite-sized, because the length of podcasts, like the episode length, was really what was stopping me and guests and being bringing guests on. But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. I remember when I first met you, when I heard you on Rosemary's Too Busy to Podcast, and we had a conversation about um, the short, snappy episodes. And it was really interesting when you talked about like listener habits and how they've changed since COVID. And that's something that I hadn't considered. And that is that is the main reason why my solo episodes are short as well, because I really liked the way um, that you got across your message and you said what you wanted to say. And they don't have to be you know, like 30, 40 minutes an hour, you can do them so that they're valuable in that short space of time. Yeah, actually, and quite honestly, it's one of the 
biggest pieces of feedback I get on my podcast is that they love, everybody loves that they're short. You know, they love that they're just short and easy to digest because again, Mm -hmm. really people aren't commuting. We're not sitting around. We're not in the car for 20, 30 minutes. I mean, that was always when I was listening, I used to nanny and I had like a 30 minute drive. And that was always when I listened to podcasts. And then I stopped doing that. And I'm like, I don't really listen. I just don't think to listen to them at home unless I'm getting ready or something like that. But even then I'm not getting ready for an hour, (laughs) you know? Yeah, it's made me consider that as well because that's changed mine. I didn't, I had about a half an hour commute in the end and I that I listened to a lot then. So now I try to go on a walk or, but because I'm in podcasts, I like consciously and I want mm-hmm. to listen. I like, I'm, I consciously make a decision, but I think generally speaking, um, people do enjoy the fact that they are short. Everyone has time limits on their days as well to fit mm-hmm. so much, so much in, there's so much content to consume. So that does make it easier for your listeners to be yeah. engaged. Absolutely. So when you had decided to um, to dive in and share your thoughts and do the short episodes, like how much planning did you do? Did you plan to do a season? Did you plan out a few months worth? Yeah, my goal was to have, one of the things that I also knew with podcasting that I was, what kept me kind of procrastinating on it for a long time was that I did not want to ever lose my consistency with it. And I knew that I had to get ahead of the game because if I started to feel pressure that I would, you know, I would give up or it would fall through the cracks or anything like that. So my goal when I launched it was to have, I launched two episodes per week again, because they're super short. So to me, it made sense to do two episodes. I could do probably less than that even now, but I, I really do like doing two. So for me, I wanted to have, my goal is always to have eight ahead. I don't always get that far ahead. I was, you know, I go through spurts where I do really good. And then I get kind of caught up because life happens, which is exactly why I like to have those ahead because life does happen. Right. And so in those moments when we have that maybe slower season and I can just bang a bunch of them out, I do. um, So that when life gets crazy, I don't have to feel stressed about that because that to me was the one thing I knew if I knew I had a podcast that was supposed to release on Monday and I hadn't had anything recorded that would send me over the edge because I do not work well under pressure. That is not when I best record. It's not when my message comes across the best. I like to record when I'm in the moment, when I'm feeling inspired, when I'm feeling. So that's where I literally will just sometimes turn on my camera or I put it into a ClickUp um, doc that or like a ClickUp space that I have that just kind of like captures the idea in the moment so that when I get into my recording, I've got it there and I can just easily pick up my thought again. So you don't, I mean, I know that you don't script them, but you you just have like an an idea or a thought and then you, you talk around, around that Mm -hmm. little part of inspiration. Yeah. Usually if I have like, usually what I do is if I have like a thought that comes up, um, like for example, one that's coming up right now that I've yet to record is talking about influencers because it keeps coming up in the space about, you know, this competitive nature and there's influencers out there that are, you know, making more money than us and they give less service, blah, blah, blah. So like, I'll just throw it in the, in my ClickUp doc that says like, you know, we all have an influencer we hate. Right. And I know what my thought is around that. And so I just, it's there just to remind me. So I capture the thought, like in the moment, as soon as I see something, and then I can go back and I think about it. I 
you know, I look at it and think about what I want to talk about, but sometimes, you know, honestly, some of my best episodes are when I literally just hit the record button. That is great. I think, and the ability with the short episodes, it gives you that ability to do that. I don't think that you could, if you had a 30 minute episode, it'd be very difficult to do like an on the hoof kind of thing for half an hour. And I think it would end up being a lot of waffle, but you get to the point. So many of your episodes have, they, I mean, I can't sing your praises enough for for the the podcast because (laughs) I, I, you know, I absolutely love it. And real I often go back and listen to them with my notepad sometimes if I've been cooking and I listen to them and I like the fact that there is um actionable things in there to do and to to take on board for your business it really makes you think when you're coming up with your areas of inspiration who do you have in mind who is your target audience 90% of the time my the my podcast topics come from a conversation I've either had with a client or a prospect or a coffee chat, something like that, somebody in my network. So when I um, am recording my podcast, it's as if I'm just having a strategy session with a client. That's who I'm always, it's like in my mind, it's, I just get on Zoom or any camera, you know, and again, it's, I literally just view it as if I'm speaking directly to my client and I talk the same way. It's not edited in any way. It's not scripted. And I've actually gotten some feedback there. You know, people feel like they're listening and they're like, Michelle, I feel like you're sitting right next to me. And that's my goal. Like I want people to feel like as if we just jumped on a phone call, you know, you're getting the same exact information out of me as you would in a coffee chat as you are on my podcast. Like nothing truly is different. I think that works really well. I, I'd agree with th- thinking that you're there right in the room with you having a conversation. <laughs> um, in regards to kind of the tech side of things, how you say, do you, you don't edit, do you edit your, you have, I know you have um, an evergreen intro and outro that you put on. Mm-hmm. Do you put those together yourself um, or do you have someone that helps you? I don't. And that was the other thing with tech. And I knew that the tech side of it would send me over the edge and the show notes and all the preparation and the graphics and the social and all of that. And so when I decided to start the podcast, I immediately hired a podcast manager. I actually went through two, but I knew that I would not be able to do that on my own. The tech side of it held me up for a long time. So I did have my intro and outro pre-recorded with a voiceover artist friend of mine. Um, I scripted it. She recorded it. I have, you know, I probably could have done it, but again, like getting the background music in and getting the voice right and all the, that's not my area of expertise at all. And I didn't want to spend time doing it. And to me, all of those things are just reasons why it would not have happened or things that would have held me up. And I, I refuse to allow that. And so I knew that in order to do this, I had to hire it out. And so I did hire out the intro and outro. We use anchor. Um, I may eventually switch, but again, it was a matter of getting it done, not perfect and all of these other things. And I knew that I wanted to spend my money on somebody helping me versus a platform. And I, I've had great luck with Anchor. I've not had any trouble with it. Their software adds the intro and outro. They have a software where you can upload the file and then you can add your intro file and your outro file. And it just does it for you. As far as I know, I, again, I literally do nothing except for record them. And it's been working fine. You know, I don't edit them out. My dog barked the other day in one of them. I didn't edit it out. One day I was recording and the trash guy showed up and the windows were open. And it was banging all around. But, you know, what? again, it's life. To me, it's not about being perf- perfect. And I want my, I, I really, that's an, a very important message to me that done is better than perfect. And so 
I don't want to edit all that stuff out because you know what? The message is still the message. Yes, there might be a little bit of background noise some here and there, but regardless, it's done. It's done. And the message that I have to share is far more important than whether or not the trash truck is driving by. Yeah, absolutely. I I do feel that that side of things, that the tech, the editing is a big barrier. When I've asked some questions on uh, my Instagram stories about, you know, what's the biggest thing that holds you up? Tech is the number mm-hmm. one thing that holds everybody up. Um, I know some people aren't in the position of, you know, outsourcing or being able to pay for a platform. I use Anchor for my first podcast and I absolutely thought it was great. It did everything I wanted Mm -hmm. it to do. I think pretty much most of my clients use Anchor as well. Um, I've gone for Captivate this time because I knew I wanted to, I wanted to invest in a paid platform. But for me as a podcast manager, that was a decision that I made as a podcast manager as well. Um, So... Mm -hmm. But there are plenty of platforms out there for you um, if, if um, you know, the money side of things is a barrier to be able to use that work absolutely brilliantly. You know, it links up to Spotify. You can actually um, put music through and um, videos through Anchor now and Spotify <laughs> will host. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm helping one of my clients move and put their videos on there as well. It only goes out on Spotify but it, and then it still sends the audio to everywhere else which is a really great, so it's been interesting to see where that goes and how popular mm-hmm. that would be for Spotify. So yeah, Anchor's a great, a great tool. So you mentioned you have a podcast manager who helps you with your promotion. Do you, what kind of promotion do you do for your podcast? Do you do audiograms and have some quotes and things? Yeah, we've, you know, the marketing of the podcast has definitely probably been a little bit harder than I would have expected it. Just not in a bad way, but it's something I feel, well, there's a couple things. One is podcasting, you don't get, um, aside from downloads, you don't get a lot of analytics on it. It's very hard to understand. Like, it's not like on social media where you get likes or you get comments or you get this or that, right? Like any other social platform, you get all of these things. And where a podcast, you, people could listen. I remember I had somebody reach out to me and she was like, I'm your biggest fan. I've listened to every one of your episodes. I don't even know who she is. So like, those things to me are like so amazing. Like when that, it's like, how the hell did you even find that? I don't even, like, I don't even know who you are. Um, so those things to me are just mind boggling. So, but from the promotion side of it, usually what we do is, um, again, I don't do any of this and <laughs> that may be good or bad. I don't know. I literally just upload the raw files and know that it's handled, but what, um, we do do a mixture of audiograms. We've started to do small video clips because I do record all of my episodes on video. So what I've been trying to do and what does seem to really gain a lot more traction than anything else is, um, these little one minute snippets of the actual video where people can see me, they're captioned, et cetera. So between the audiograms, the video, and then usually it's a, a long form social post that captures kind of the essence of it. We've tried a couple different things. We've tried where the long form social posts, we've also tried, um, here are the three key takeaways, go listen. That I have not found to work as well. People don't really go listen. It's like not enough information to capture the attention. It's, it's a little bit too cryptic. Um, and I'd rather just get the message out there again, to me, it's most important to get the message out there. And so if people go and listen to the podcast, great. If they don't, so be it. You know what I mean? The message is still received. That's what's most important to me. Yeah. I like, um, I like, I've seen your videos, um, on LinkedIn. I like those. They're, they're nice, uh, video clips. I think that 
people do engage with those quite well and the audiograms work quite well as well for um mm-hmm. for social media with the audiograms though you definitely have to caption them because a lot of people you know they see it but they're not listening to it so if yeah. you don't have captions on it they're not really they don't yeah. gain you anything more I, I use headliner is quite good at, um, they'll caption it when you, um, caption when it. you pull mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. So you've got the, and then you can kind of, you can actually tweak the the size of it and the color and stuff, which is really cool. So I quite oh, like, nice. that's like my yeah. favorite <laughs> audiogram mm-hmm. maker. Um, do you feel like your podcast has helped you, helped your business? Like, does it, it's aligned with what you do? Do you feel like it it's, is? It's, it's very aligned. I definitely think I can be utilizing it more. Um, then I am, I, I will say that it's one of the things I really, really would like to get into a bigger promotion with it. I don't do a lot of guest podcasting. I don't bring a lot of guests on my show. I know that that would help, but again, the logistics of bringing guests on to me is so overwhelming. And quite honestly, you have to find the right guest, right? Because otherwise like they don't share it. And so it doesn't really gain you anything. It's just a lot of extra work in my opinion. Um, so I do think eventually I will start doing that, but really the solo episodes, if nothing else for me, it's, it's how I best speak. So my goal, what, or it's how I best share content. And so my ultimate goal with the podcast was that I could put it out there and then create content from that. So in, from that respect, it's done very, very well. It's really helped me stay consistent with my content. It's really helped me get my message across, um, as far as like, has it brought in clients? Not yet. I don't know that. But again, I also know that when you have a podcast, if somebody is kind of lurking or stalking you in the background, they start to listen. Like I had somebody right now who reached out to me and she goes, I just want to kind of hear your content a little bit more before we jump on a call. So she's been listening to my podcast. It's a great way for me to say, Hey, if you want some free content, go check it out. I use it more for that perspective, more as like an authority builder than more than a lead generation tool. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I think that works really well. Like I I started this podcast because I wanted to talk to my ideal client and I guess kind of use it as a bit of a lead generator as well. But I also wanted to give some content to to those people as well that were on the fence about podcasting or perhaps, you know, people who just wanted to do it themselves and they just wanted somewhere to go that maybe in the future might want to have someone help them with their podcast. But I agree the same way with um, keeping your marketing consistent. I feel like podcasts are a really great way to do that because you're creating that consistent piece of content that you can then repurpose into the rest of your marketing. So you don't, so when you're thinking about starting a podcast and you think that it's going to be a lot of extra work, you can actually make it like work a bit more for you than, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it is, it is a bit of work because you still have to put the the time and effort into it, but it will help with your marketing because I felt like that with mine as well that it helps you have a focus for the week or you know something that you can dive in a little mm-hmm. bit deeper whatever you've touched on in each of your episodes you can dive in a bit deeper to help your audience yeah raise I've a point. used it a couple times is like done little mini series where I'll do mm-hmm. like eight steps or eight things and that led to a lead generation or a lead magnet I've done um, a mini series that kind of dove a little deeper into my route um, framework. And then that led to a masterclass. Did anything come of it from the podcast? Again, it's very hard to track. So I have to just 
assume that it helps. Right. But I don't know that because you really can't track that unless, you know, I know you, um, have, I started listening, you know, on my intros, when I start my episodes, I'm like, please, if you're listening, like reach out to me and say, hello, like, let me know you're here because it's so hard for me to like, understand like who's here, who's listening, like, please let me know. And, um, I do love that. I've had a couple of people like actually send me a message and say, Hey, I was just listening to your podcast and you said to say hello. So I wanted to let you know. And I really appreciate that. Like that means so much to me because again, you don't, it's very hard to track unless you're 100% and you've grown a massive audience, like some of these big names, like Amy Porterfield and different things, like they, I'm sure can track like certain links coming through show notes and different things. I don't have any of that set up right now. No, I, I, I don't either. And I think that's part of the growth aspect of like when your podcast grows. I was talking about this um, with another lady earlier today and it is very talking about like listener engagement and and like getting people to engage with your podcast. And it is, it is a long-term game. I even think over 12 months, if you haven't already got a, a well-grown audience when you're starting your podcast, I think it's important not to get caught up in, in those kind of numbers and things as well and downloads to try and focus on making your content as accessible for your audience as possible and then the rest will kind of come and hopefully like your social media um or your marketing you, you'll grow that little by little but it's mm-hmm. not a um you know a quick fix if you want to kind of start a podcast because you think you're going to get to the top 10 and whatever it's not the that's not the right reason to start your podcast it's absolutely yeah to add value um to your audience what would be kind of your top piece of advice um for people who want to start a podcast, would would it be the just just get ahead and do it? Just do it. Just do it. Just getting ahead just and do it. Just do it for sure. You know, it don't let yourself get in your head. You know, I had all the thoughts of, around it, like who's gonna listen to this? What happens if it takes off? What happens if it doesn't take off? What if I get negative feedback? You know, because you know, a lot of the gurus say, like, you know, a lot of what I say kind of goes against the grain in a lot of ways. So I thought, you know, okay, this is very public. And again, you know, it's one thing to go live in a Facebook group where you know the people, right? It's a very close knit audience. You know exactly who you're speaking to. Where a podcast, I mean, it can be shared. It can go out to a bunch of people you don't know. And it can be very scary. You know, those thoughts can come in and like, oh my God, what if people don't like it? What if I start getting negative feedback? What if somebody contradicts what I have to say? But the reality is, is that there's more people out there that need to hear your message that are there, you know, haters are always going to hate, you know, it's like that saying haters going to hate, you know, but you have to just figure out what it is that you like, what you feel the most comfortable with, what you feel you can maintain the consistency with and figure out why you're doing it. Again, I didn't start my podcast with the intention of it making me thousands of dollars, right? It's the intention was it's how I best serve. It's how I can get my best message out there. And so that's why I started it and I will grow it and I will stick with it and I love it, but I don't have any expectations from it. It's I'm doing it more because it's how I, I best share and hoping that it resonates with, and it is resonating and that's enough for me. So you have to figure out what it is that's going to work for you, whether it's guest episodes, you don't have to do If you don't like, I don't like bringing guests on my podcast. It's not because I don't like speaking to other people. It's just, it's a lot of work for me. And it, 
it definitely sends me backwards. And I realize that because I've tried it a couple of times and I'm like, I get wrapped up and how are you going to get them the information? So don't get wrapped up in all of the shoulds, which is my message in general overall is don't get wrapped up in the shoulds. Do what you feel comfortable with, do what lights you up. And if that's a two minute episode, great. If it's an hour long episode, great. If it's guests, great. Solo, great. Edited. You know what I mean? Like it, it will be successful when you feel confident about it. That's what's most important. If you feel good about it and you feel confident about it and you know that it's the message is worth sharing, that's what's most important. And so just do it, but find us, find a system that works for you. Yeah, that is great advice. Absolutely. Finding something that works for you and your business and not comparing it to everybody else's podcast or whatever it is you're trying to do. You just, yeah, do it your own way. Yeah. And people really don't expect perfection. You know, I I really challenge you to go and listen to all of these podcasts that you listen to. If you're, if you listen to podcasts and you're thinking about starting a podcast, whether it's Amy Porterfield, Tiffany Carter, James Wedmore, any of these big names, they're not perfect. They're not, you know, they have a little bit more editing and maybe some bigger music intros and all of that. But I mean, there's dogs barking, there's birds, you know what I mean? They're not editing all that stuff out. And like, think about your own listening habits too. Like all of these fears that you have about other people judging you, like think about yourself and your own listening habits. Do you listen to a podcast and think to yourself, oh my God, I can't believe she just took a sip of water. Well, if your mouth is dry, you need water, right? Like you don't, you don't think that, like you don't think negatively of that of others. So stop putting all this negative thoughts around yourself too. Yeah, that would mean we are worst on ourselves. We would never mm-hmm. say those things to anybody else. <laughs> we don't think anything of it. No. No, you just keep listening, right? You just keep listening. Even that one that I listened to that I told you was kind of my inspiration. A lot of times he's walking, so he's out of breath. The wind is blowing. I, I don't think anything of it because his message is so powerful that the rest doesn't matter. Yeah, that's all you're thinking about, what he's talking about, not mm-hmm. what's going on around him. Yeah. So that's my advice. Just start. That's great advice. And thank you so much for coming on and giving us your insights into what it's like starting and running a podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Your support means so much to me. If there's a question or topic you'd like covering, then I'd love to hear from you. Find the podcast on Instagram at Rachie Botfield and drop me a DM. Till next time. Bye.